Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. Monday Distillery is a new age beverage company revolutionising the way we look at having a night out with friends. They make sophisticated, non-alcoholic beverages that are sugar-free and full of social graces. Now you can enjoy a good time, love what you drink and love yourself the next day too. Stay high in spirits, keep a clear mind. Cheers to Monday. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room, I'm joined by about 20 of the grads. <laughs> we've never really, we've never done this before where we've I've sort of got everyone together in the Zoom room. This is part of our Sunday night call that Lyndall usually hosts with this amazing group of humans. But we're doing something special tonight. We want to share firstly with each other how we're, you know, what we're planning to do to get through these, this Christmas. So all the Christmas events that are coming up, the work breakups, the parties, the family gatherings, Christmas itself, New Year's, everyone has a different plan on how they're going to get through this silly season. And so we thought just not to share it just with each other, but also out to the wider community and for everyone that's listening to the podcast, we thought this might be really helpful for people. So I guess I'll start with you, Miss Lindell, since you're the um, the leader of the gang here. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. Hi. Um, always great to be back on the, on the How I Quit Alcohol podcast and so exciting to be here tonight with uh, a whole bunch of our amazing graduates as well. This is really cool. <laughs> you can get some <laughs> hands waving in the air on the Zoom room here. 
Um, yeah, look, I think you're right, Danny. You know, it's it is like when when we try and get sober, there's a whole lot of firsts that we go through. You know, there's always the first birthday and the first wedding that we have to attend and the first whatever whatever other events. But this time of year can be really typically quite triggering for a lot of people because there's a lot of stuff. Like you say, there's the there's the office Christmas parties and then there's your, you know, work Christmas parties, and then there's friends catching up for Christmas drinks and then there's family which can be triggering for people and then there's actual Christmas day and getting that organized and presents and all this stuff and then you know and then you've got New Year so it can be very triggering and and so I think this is a great idea to share some some tips that will will help people because it yeah it can be can be a tricky time so yeah absolutely so I mean for some people, this might be their first sober Christmas. And for some people, they might just be sober curious, or they might be leading up to January and thinking, right, January is my day. But they might be starting to become more mindful, I guess, leading up to this season. One thing for sure, family, oh, kill me now. Like I love my family, but far out. Some wise yogi named Lissy Turner said to me once that some other yogi had said to her one day that when you reach enlightenment, then go spend some time with your family because, yeah. you know, as much as we love them. So, exactly. yeah, Linda, what tips do you have? Because, I mean, you've been sober for some time now and you've been on this journey for some time now. What will get you through the Christmas break? Do you still need to have a plan? Because I'm always about having a plan. What's your exit strategy? What are you going to drink when you get there? Do you still rely on a plan is my first question to you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I probably don't have as detailed a plan as what I might have in the early days because uh, sure. I have had quite a few um, sober Christmases now. But I do think, I do still think about, yeah, what I'm going to drink is an important one. And I do also still think about having some kind of exit plan or or what my limits are, I guess, with being around family, especially if they're drinking. So I'll, I'll normally, yeah, just make sure that I've got a plan that I know where I'm going to go if I feel like it's time to get out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which can you, happen with my family. <laughs> totally. With all our families, I'm sure. But, you yeah. know, an interesting thing that you, which I, I was wondering, hmm, should we start the podcast with this? Because this might be a bit full on for some people. So it, this won't be everyone's cup of tea, so to speak. But the interesting thing you brought up with me in our conversation the other day that we're having was the boundaries that you're setting. You know, if you're to have Christmas uh-huh. at your house, can you... Can you elaborate on that a little bit for the listeners and for the yeah, group? Yeah, exactly. So I am building a new house. So we had talked about, we thought my house was going to be ready for Christmas and we talked about having the family Christmas at my house. And um, I had told my family that uh, it's fine. We can have Christmas at my place, but it's going to be an alcohol-free Christmas because I don't want alcohol in my home. So yeah, that might be a bit, some people might feel like that's quite full on, but that was the boundary that I wanted to set for myself. And I made it clear to my family that, you know, if that doesn't work for them, that's okay. We just won't have Christmas at my place because I just won't have alcohol in my home. It doesn't necessarily trigger me, but it does take me to a dark place seeing alcohol in my fridge. And also, you know, it's my home. It's my that's that's my place it's my safe haven and I need to you know we talk a lot in the in the challenge and and with our graduates here about protecting our sobriety and my my home is my safe place and you know and that's just a boundary that I felt was appropriate for me to set might not be appropriate for 
other people. But I think out of that, like as advice to anyone who's listening, you know, don't be afraid to set boundaries. It may not necessarily be as um, as big a boundary as something like that, but you know, don't be, especially if you're hosting Christmas in your own home, don't be afraid to set some boundaries on what you will and won't allow or what is okay for you. Because at the end of the day, especially if it is in your own home, you know, that's your place and it's okay for you to to say no and to have some boundaries. Um, the other tip I had was uh, don't get into arguments or try to resolve any conflicts with people when they're drinking. And, you know, like, especially, yeah. I don't know what it about Christmas time and about being around family, but you know, there's often I don't know about other people's families, but there's always fights in my family. Um, and you know, if you do happen to get into some kind of contentious conversation with someone or or whatever, and they have been drinking, just don't press it. Don't try and resolve anything. Just put it off until the next day when you can drink. Sorry, when you can drink with them, when you can talk to them when they're sober. Because there's just no, people who are drinking, especially if they've had a lot to drink, they're normally not rational. They're not normally not listening to you. You know, often they're going around in circles and repeating themselves. It's just like, it can typically blow up into something more than it really needs to be just purely because of the fact that they're drinking. So if something comes up, really good tip not to get into arguments with people when they're, when they're drinking. That's such a good um, tip, Lyndall. And can I just point out here that Luke has also just written in the chat here, you don't need to enter every argument you're invited to. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah, beautiful, Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's such exactly. a great tip. Um, and it could be very triggering if you start to get uh, caught up in that drama of the, the Christmas arguing. Absolutely. Okay, that's fantastic. Can I just say one other thing? Um, just going back to that yeah. boundary that you're setting about not having alcohol. And for some people that might be huh. too extreme. I think it's awesome. I'm lucky that Ash's family don't drink and we're doing Christmas with his family. So I don't need to worry about that. But say you are having Christmas uh-huh. at yours and people are going to be bringing booze. It might feel triggering for you to feel like to hear it in the recycle bin or to see all the empty booze in your recycle bin. Uh-huh. So maybe... You could also ask, could they take their empties home? I mean, that could be one thing if you find that triggering. I think that's another good idea. But I really love that that you're setting that boundary, Lyndall. I think full respect to you. That's super brave and fucking love it. You are my hero. Go on. (laughs) Well, thank you. But, uh, yeah, it's important for me, you know. I, I don't like I don't like the dark energy that alcohol brings with it and I don't want that energy in my home, you know. My brand new home, I'm... I want to, you know, I want to make sure it's really good, positive energy that supports the, the, you know, the wellness that and the journey that I'm on. And so that's safe having to smudge because last time I smudged after I had Airbnb people here, the, all the fire alarms were going off like crazy. So, <laughs> yes. well, that's right. what I plan on doing, and then I don't want people bringing their dark energy in with the with the drinking. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, okay, look, I might have some other stuff, but I don't want to take up. I've taken up a bit of time already, so we will come back at the end if we get stuck. But yeah, I'm sure all the other grads have got some really great ideas. Well, they're wonderful. They're wonderful tips and um, fantastic. That's great. That's that all solid advice there. So thank you, Miss Lindell. All right. Well, I'm going to move to Luke. Luke, who's been on the podcast before. Luke, is this going to be your first Sober Christmas? Uh, officially, yes. I had qu- was planning on quitting last Christmas, so I had a. I only think I only had two drinks last Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it'll be officially my first one. Yes. Okay, fantastic. And what's what's your plan? What's your tip for the people listening and for the group tonight? 
Um, spending Christmas with my family. Uh, they are completely on board with everything, so there's no issues there. And um, I don't don't think I'll be triggered by them drinking. Uh, but with Christmas work parties, uh, I would say the best tip would be plan ahead. If you can take your own drinks, take your own drinks. And if you're too worried about talking about what you're drinking in front of other people, put it in a stubby cooler so they can't see it and then hide it if you if you have to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. So take your own drinks, hide it in a stubby holder if you need to. Yeah. And then if the question comes up, why are you not drinking, just, no, I'm not drinking tonight. Leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, don't make a big deal out of it. Just be like, yeah, yeah, just not drinking tonight. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Okay, and so that's what your that's obviously your your plan for your work stuff. Yeah, I um my Christmas party was actually on Friday. I didn't attend because I was actually not feeling well, but I've got my partners uh next weekend. And yeah, we've already sorted out what I'm taking. I've got my heaps normal in the fridge ready, so I'll be fine. That's fantastic. Well done. That's awesome, Luke. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. No problem. All right. And I'm going to move over to the glorious shell, Michelle McDonald. How are you, darling? I'm well. How are you? I'm really good. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you've got to offer. Well, I've got a few, but I'll be mindful that it's not just all about me today. So I think firstly for me, it's getting in a mindset of that I'm not actually missing out on anything. You know, we, we sort of go through that 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 phase where we we think oh everyone else is going to have more fun or oh, this is not going to involve me so sort of change the mindset from the get-go that's um, really great I also stock up on all my comfort things so whether that's the teas that I like or the you know the special cordials or the alcohol-free drinks and I know sometimes that can be triggering for some people but whatever it is you go to just make sure you've got a supply of that ready to go. Um, that's awesome. Absolutely. Can I, I think that's great. Like knowing what you love and what makes you feel really good. That's fantastic. And yeah. setting up the teas or if you're going out, I think another great thing to do is on your way home or sorry, before you go, have the teapot set up with your favorite tea. So it's waiting for you when you get home. I'm also a big advocate for put clean sheets on the bed. So you've got two great things to come home to. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Keep going, um, child. Thanks. Great. Thank you. I'm also, I've started making new traditions. So changing what was Christmas. So last year we did a sunrise walk with the boys before um, we did all the present opening, which just sort of changed the flow. And I also, when I wrapped the boys' Christmas presents, I put like a gratitude question on and then wrapped it again. So they were like double wrapped. So when we unwrapped, everyone sort of had to answer a question. So that's not so much a sobriety thing, but that's kind of just like just mixing it up and making presents lasting just that little bit longer um, as well. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. You're bringing the gratitude into it though. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. I love that. And I love what you said, just tra- changing your tradition, like changing what you normally do so it changes the flow of the day brilliant and I think for so many of us in Australia we, we tend to have like that late lunch which means for drinkers we're kind of boozed up by two or three o'clock in the afternoon so flicking that to maybe doing a brunch or something where you're just changing what normally was what was going to happen so that you've that you know just making you making new rules really I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, make new rules for yourself. I love it. They're, they're so solid. That's great, um, Shell. 
The other one, which I'm going to do this year, um, I'm going to reach out to someone and line up like a buddy uh, to reach out to throughout the day. And not just if you're feeling like it's things are going tough, but just to send funny photos, like here are the pictures, or this is the walk I went on, you know, just to have someone there that you can bounce ideas off. And that's not just for Christmas day, that could be in the lead up to, to the silly season. You know, I've got James's work Christmas party this coming week. And last year, it was a debacle or not last week last year it was a debacle so I'm going to line up someone that I can sort of just say okay I'm here and this is what it looks like and you know <laughs> if I need to reach out I can I love that that's awesome that's so fantastic yeah that's great Shell. I love all of that thank you so much for sharing that's really really Pleasure. cool that's great and how about Colleen have you got something to I share do. I have a list so I'm gonna look at it <laughs> okay so this is going to be my first sober Christmas. Amazing. And, uh, I guess when the kids were young, I might have had one or something like that where I didn't drink much. But first sober Christmas, I'm very excited about it. I'm feeling really positive about it. Um, I just got that mindset that I'm just not. Um, but I was really glad that you were doing this, actually, because I did sit down and have a really good think about it because I guess it, uh, for me anyway, it is triggering it triggered me last year after I'd done 100 days I was triggered by the Christmas period and went back to drinking um, right back to my old ways oh so, can we can we talk about that for a minute so you'd done 100 days sober and then you got triggered around so what happened was it on Christmas Day? Uh, it was uh, kind of a change in weather that summer vibe situation you can see your holidays coming and then uh, Christmas Day itself uh, is very boozy with my family. Yeah, so but Christmas for me, I have missed Christmas um, because I got so pissed the night before Christmas Eve mm -hmm. and literally could not attend Christmas Day festivities. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Also, I'll be one week off one year um, because New Year's Day is my one-year anniversary which is yeah. another really weird thing because I've never kept a New Year's resolution ever. Well done. Um, I have tried them. I gave up. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm doing it. I am doing it and then more. I don't even want to drink, um, but I do have a plan. And uh, knowing we were doing this, I really thought about, yeah, what do I need to do? Because I guess I've been triggered before. Maybe I could be triggered. I don't think I will, but I had, I am going to be the driver for starters. So going to my sister's place, it's about a half hour drive. So straight up saving quite a bit of money on Ubers or taxis there. And then coming home, I can just leave when I'm like, yeah, it's getting a bit, how you going? Uh, we'll just leave. Uh, so I've set up with my partner a code because he will be having a few drinks. I said, we'll have a code. So I said, better get home and feed the dogs. That's our code. So I've set that up. Oh, having heaps of lovely non-alcoholic drinks on hand. I've already started getting some, getting a little kit together. Um, there's some really good choices out there now. So uh, when I'm there, I am going to focus on the food. There's heaps of awesome food. Uh, help with tidy up play with the kids, which I kind of avoid, not avoid, but, you know, my niece has just had a baby and so I'm sure she'll love me to take the baby off her, you know, change nappies, all that kind of stuff. And 
probably the main thing is I'm just really looking forward to Boxing Day. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've had, you know, I don't think I have a fresh, beautiful Boxing Day. I'm going to get up early. I can already see forward to the day after all of that. And I was thinking maybe go to the Boxing Day sales. I've oh, never yes. done. I have. I would never be able to drag myself to a shop. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. I love, you know, uh, where you said like keeping busy as well, having a code to leave. That's great. Keeping busy at the party, like help out with the kids and help clean up and, you know, make yourself busy is really important. And then, yeah, just enjoying Boxing Day. Get yourself hip and shoulder down at Maya. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not even a big shopper, but I just want to see who are these people at the Boxing yes. Day sales. Yeah, I love you it. Know? Um. The, the smug sobers like me, like I will be, um, so they'll all be there. Um, yeah. 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 And how will you deal with your family who, like you said, they are big drinkers? How are you going to deal with the questions, the questions that may I'm, arise? I'm pretty confident. I mean, my sister's very supportive and, you know, we're, you know, drinking buddies and she knows she's fine. You know, she won't pressure me at all. It's kind of a extended family what are you drinking what you're not drinking that whole um kind of thing but I just feel so confident I'm I'm gonna be like yeah I haven't had a drink for nearly 12 months and I feel great you should try it fantastic yeah that's so great and like you said about having like lots of alcohol free options and starting to stock up now is a really good idea sans drinks company in Sydney I know that they have a great deal of um like a huge selection you can order online through them they're fantastic and you know they're, they're everywhere now anyway so there's absolutely we're so spoiled for choice now you know it doesn't have to be a, a wine or beer replacement as such either it could just be a beautiful really like fancy cordial type thing or something but or make beautiful mocktails or make something exciting last year ash's cousin's wife she bought these beautiful teas that you make up and you put all fruit in them and they were like cold teas and they add ice and they were just absolutely beautiful and they looked really fancy and they were a bit of a talking point and they were fantastic so you can get creative with it and it's a good time to check out Nat from the Mindful Mocktail she has lots of great recipes on her Instagram and she's fantastic so that's for everyone listening as well there's some good suggestions there for getting some elk free ideas um thanks colleen that's awesome well good luck this and I, we can't wait within this group especially to let us know on boxing day how you feel and we're all like can't wait to hear i will yeah. thank you amazing thank you so much um how about sarah um yes well this will be my second sober christmas so we did the course last year starting in october and i think you danny were a bit oh my god what i scheduled a course to be <laughs> october <laughs> november december whoops <laughs> but it was really great it was my first first sober christmas i am a big believer in the non-alks you'll see me like you know just i i everyone's got an opinion on them but for me it works and uh, I was at my in-laws and they're very boozy and it started at about midday and I was, no one knew that because there were so many people and everyone was drinking their own drinks. So some had a Chardonnay, some had a Shiraz, some had beer, some had gin and tonic, like everyone had sort of their own stuff and I just had mine as well. And so when people would say to me, do you want a drink? I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll just go and get mine from the fridge. You know what I mean? Like I just sort of didn't. And if people asked me what I was drinking or like, 
because it's a lot like a rosé. It's and I was just, um, but I wouldn't have been shy or embarrassed to say, but no one asked me. <laughs> and I remember it got to about ten o'clock, and everyone was pretty munted, and I was still like normal. And my husband was like, the whole my whole family just thinks you're a fucking legend because you've been drinking since midday <laughs> and you're still fully holding it together <laughs> and I was Classic. like yeah, not alcoholic so no one really knew you know and no one asked and I think that I think that look I know that there's a lot of people that pressure you and I have a lot of that too but nine times out of ten people won't even notice you know so if you're super paranoid about it don't be because people chances are they won't even notice that you're drinking non-alcoholically you're not drinking um and yeah I just got through it that way really I guess that was my go-to I did have my second staff Christmas party so staff parties are a bit more of a challenge for me because I'm from a very boozy industry and that was difficult on Friday the first one was not was difficult in a sense that I did want that initial kind of everyone was drinking expensive cocktails and expensive wines and I sort of had that fleeting Oh, I'd really go, I could really have a drink and then that just left my brain straight away and this time it was different being a year on and I was drinking virgin mojitos and a lot of other people because it was so hot in Canberra the other day and other people were asking what I was drinking and then when people found out they were virgin some people didn't worry but some people got really oh, what you're not drinking what's going on and and then one then they all did these shots and I didn't partake in the shots you know, and then one of the other guys bought over, he goes, here's one for you. And I just thought it's going to have alcohol in it for sure. And I just did not want to touch it. I didn't even want to sip it. And I was like, I said to one of my colleagues, can you just tell me if that's got none? No, I, don't, I didn't even want to. Um, I just didn't even want to take the risk that there was going to be even the tiniest bit of alcohol because it wouldn't have surprised me if someone had done that. You know, they were so sort of this these couple of people in particular were so put out that I wasn't drinking and yeah I just didn't trust them so I just didn't I, I, I felt so strongly about not touching alcohol at my Christmas party and yeah I just didn't even want to take the chance that someone else was going to give me a non-alcoholic like a non-alcoholic drink they weren't going to spike it so that's a bit of a worry really isn't it but yeah yeah well it's interesting and it's good to stay on guard like that because I think a lot of people have been slipped up that way as well just by people trying to trick them which is so fucked up last year when you went to your when you went to your work breakup party and your insights that you got from that yeah a bit about that how it felt for you going there and leading up to it and then also just the experience of the night itself um well look I I, I think I've been really fortunate in that when I started the course there was just my brain just went alcohol is just not going to touch my lips so even when it came in as a fleeting thought it was gone again and I know other people really struggle with I really want to drink and I really want this I just didn't want to drink and I was driving so that was another thing as well and we talked a lot about the lead up to how we're going to plan so everyone had a plan which was really great um and I just watched everyone and and when when you get to a certain I was really just confident in sitting back and just watching and being an observer to, to everyone and everyone was drinking really quickly. So everyone downed like three or four drinks in the first sort of hour quickly and it just deteriorated really, really fast. And um, it was really incredible. And I just, I mean, I couldn't believe how smashed everyone got. And, 
these really credible, smart, intelligent people that I work with were just hammered and falling over off chairs and crying at the table and telling me stuff that was way too personal for me to know about. And I just was like, wow, man. And I was watching it and my boss was just talking and he wasn't actually talking to anyone. He just kept, he was just talking. (laughs) I was like, wow, that's really amazing. You're just talking. But yeah, I think one of the tips as well that we talked about was to just, just call it and leave you know if it if it's starting to if you're starting to go wow I'm getting a bit tired it's 10 30 and everyone's shit face don't even do the big round goodbyes just slink off and no one will even notice that you're gone and you'll get in the car and you'll drive home and you'll feel great the next day you'll get home and have a cup of tea or you'll feel great in the morning you know it's so so worth it and what this journey that we're on is just so rewarding and talking about not what you're not missing out on, what you're gaining from not drinking. And I think that that still hits home. And my colleagues made a joke about it. The ones that I work very closely with that have known me for not drinking for well over a year now, they were like, oh, look at you. Aren't you going to be smug tomorrow? Going to Pilates at seven o'clock and then going to work and being all chipper at work and you're going to feel great and we're all going to feel like shit, you know? And I was like, yeah, good on me. You know, like they were sort of laughing yeah. about it. And I was like, isn't that the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so what everyone said is spot on so far. And, yeah, the plan, the driving, the non-alx options, they're just, you know, yeah, it all, it all, it's all great and, Everyone will just pat them, pat themselves, and not getting. Oh my God, Lyndall, not getting involved in anyone's discussions. Just sitting right back, letting them go for it. Sitting back, just sitting back, and yeah, listening and observing and calling it when it's your time to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's great, solid advice. Thanks so much, Sarah. One thing I noticed the other day, just attending something that I was at last week, and feeling anxious a little bit about seeing people that I used to drink a lot with and this can I guess go with family stuff as well but just being aware of before you even get there preempt if you feel like I could potentially get a bit nervous in this situation so for me sometimes if I'm in a situation where I get nervous I can feel it's almost like my energy comes up out of my body it's like I'm all up here It's hard to describe, but I'm all up above my head or something and I'm not connected to my body anymore and I'm just talking. I'm just blah, 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 because I'm feeling really nervous. On my way there, I was just really trying to be conscious of my breath. And then when I was there, not going out of my way to sort of race up to people, but just take a moment to stay conscious, stay in my body, stay with my breath. And then as people came to speak to me, really trying to keep that awareness, I found that really, really helped. So I stayed connected to myself because sometimes when we start, that anxiousness comes in and our nervous system turns on, we kind of start to disconnect a little bit and then we can start to make maybe not such good decisions. So I just found that really helpful. I found it so helpful just to stay connected, to stay grounded and to stay in my body, to stay present in my body just to be aware of what was showing up for me. And so I think that kind of preempting nervousness for work stuff or preempting nervousness perhaps for seeing family members is a really good idea. And just to stay, remember to stay connected as much as you can, tune in with your breath as much as you can, I think is super, super helpful. Well, it certainly helped me. And I left the the, the other day feeling really connected, really loving towards people as well. I felt so connected to everyone there. And one thing Wayne Dyer talks about 
it's, it's on his podcast channel. And I remember listening to this the first year that I was sober. He talks about the holidays, as they call it in America, and and just being a beacon of love. Like, so even if there's shit going on with your family, just to turn up and go, I am going to be a beacon of love. Nothing is going to hit me. I'm going to send out love to every person I see. I'm just going to throw love at them. And like, it sort of goes with what Linda was saying is not to get caught up in the drama, but just to be love and just be like, this is how I'm showing up and nothing's going to penetrate this great ball of love I've got around myself. I love that when Wayne talks about that. And I also found that really helpful. So yeah. Um, okay. So I might hit up one of the fellas. Uh, Matt, how do you feel about sharing? Thanks, Danny. Yep. Uh, all good. Thanks everyone. And I'll have to say that there's been some amazing tips there from uh, a few of the guys as well. So thank you. I've already written a few, th- few down, a couple of my favorites, the sunrise Christmas walk. I'll, uh, I'll definitely try and get that one happening this year with my kids before they open any presents. I don't know how I'll go, but I will give it a, a go. Um, That's an absolute cracker, isn't it? I love absolutely. that one. Thank absolutely. Michelle. Uh, the gratitude practice with the Christmas wraps, that's amazing too. So I'll, I'll be taking that one on board too. Uh, and just the whole concept around changing traditions is mm-hmm. is a massive one and probably took me straight back to even my, my teenage years. Like I probably missed, I don't know, a dozen Christmases between the age of 17 through to probably, yeah, mid-20s and beyond simply because I had massive nights Christmas Eve, which is a tradition in all regional towns, I think, where yeah. – Everybody comes home and Christmas Eve is just an absolute write-off. So, and your parents are just disgusted with you for a few days and and beyond that. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy that that's that's the way it is. But um, yeah, uh, a couple of the things that that I, I the group hasn't mentioned that I'll um I'll be looking to do this year. Um, just remembering your why. So, um. No event yeah. is bigger than the journey you're currently on. Like for me, this, you know, I've been had a couple of Christmas functions recently uh, already and just just reiterating the importance of the journey we're on and what what you're trying to achieve is just massive. So just remembering your why is a, is a really important thing. Matt, can um, you just say that again? That was a cracker. Oh, uh, what did I actually say, Danny? Sorry. <laughs> no, no event is... Yeah, no, no, event, no event is bigger than the journey you're on. Oh, mate, T-shirt. Yeah, I, I am blubbering a bit, so sorry. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> okay, that's great. Um, and also just off the, the weekend I've just had, um, to, to take a moment and soak up and celebrate the people that do take a moment with you and acknowledge what you're doing. Um, that's happened to me recently on a couple of events. And on the back of, you know, a, a couple of people in my life that I really respect and admire actually taking me aside for a moment and saying, well done, just take a moment with that and sit with that because I think that's pretty powerful and it's mm. it seems to be happening more and more. So if that does happen, then just soak it in and enjoy it. So just celebrating the people that come up and yeah, yeah, show some, yeah, wow, that's great, Matt. Yeah, and the only other thing I had was just give yourself a gift the next morning. Mm-hmm. So what would you give yourself the next morning? What kind of gift? Well, this, simply this morning I was away in Cobram for a weekend, which was a golf weekend, but it was also sort of a tied in with a Christmas party for a lot of people we, we've known for a long time. Uh, I got up and walked along the river with a cup of coffee and, you know, everybody else was still, still snoozing away. So the sun was shining and uh, I had half an hour to myself and it was just magical. So that, that simple little thing uh, was the biggest gift I could possibly give to myself. That's so beautiful. And can I just stop for a moment just to say freaking well done, like going on a golf weekend at Christmas, far out. Like that's incredible. Like everyone, 
is clapping here in the <laughs> in the grads group. How did that feel? Were you worried about it? Like, yeah, I was very worried about it for a long time this year. I wasn't even going to attend. I mean, last year's event was just diabolical for a whole host of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if we rewinded 12 months ago when I got home, my wife looked at me and I looked like I'd been at war. Lost my phone, lost my wallet, lost my bag, lost my <laughs> golf clubs. Like it, it couldn't have been any worse. Um, you so lost your walk, golf clubs? Yeah, yeah. Impossible, right? But it's possible. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, so to walk to walk in today and actually have my kids just run up to me and my wife just give me a kiss, uh, yeah, priceless. That is so awesome. And like you said, and then people were coming up to you, congratulating you, and I, oh, you must just feel so good and connected and together. Yes, it was. It's overwhelming right now. To be honest, I got home and I actually nearly had a cry because I was quite overwhelmed with it all. And my, you know, my brother-in-law gave me a massive cuddle as he as we sort of dropped each other off and I don't know just a whole range of emotions yeah and a couple of guys even came up to me and said I don't know how you're doing it and I just sent them your podcast and I said start there mate and if you want to talk to me let me know (laughs) oh you legend oh Matt I wish I could squeeze you through the zoom that's absolutely brilliant well done so proud of you and I just that's great absolutely incredible and for you know people listening like you can do these weekends like you can do it. You can be away with people that they're all getting pissed. And if you're determined and you you know you're staying on track, then you can do it. What kept you going, Matt? What was the main thing that sort of kept you on track? Uh, the, the biggest thing for the weekend that I've just had is really just remembering my why. And and this is just so much bigger than an event. Um, yeah. 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 And it was I mean, it was really interesting for me to just sit and observe and. And understand that not I thought everybody was getting as smashed as I was, but that is just not, not the truth. Um, there were so many guys that actually were you know, quite timid in their approach. They'd be social and whatnot and have a beer, but they weren't having 50 and some were, but most weren't. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it, when you can step back and go, huh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's just incredible. Thanks, no Matt. That's just awesome. Uh, okay, so I might flick over to Kate. Hello. Um, well, you've stolen one of my suggestions almost word for word, Danny, and that is, you know, how I love my clean sheets as well. Um, so if I'm heading out for an event, that is the first thing that I do. And I also love some new pyjamas. And if they're not brand spanking you, I certainly love some some clean, fresh ones. So they're all there ready to, to go when I get home. Right. Clean sheets, new pajamas, or clean pajamas. One hundred percent, and yep. um, a good book to read. But I absolutely love getting home, and I get out my my nan's beautiful tea set, and I have a cup love of tea, it. yeah, and a bicky. Love it. Something to treat myself. So, and that looks different for everybody, obviously. So, just just whatever it is, however you can treat yourself, so you've got something to look forward to when you get home. For me, when I'm out, and this this doesn't specifically apply to Christmas things, it's it's just whenever. I, I do love having a cup of, like I grab a, tea, a decaf coffee or something like that towards the end of the night. So having a hot drink is actually something that helps me in that moment. I certainly don't mind who I'm around knowing that I don't drink. So, and that hasn't been an issue for me. So that's something that I actually look forward to and helps me prolong being out and about. But um, the other thing is that 
I have become extremely good at saying no to things that I don't actually want to attend or at least being far more selective. So if there's something that I just really do not want to go to, I, I won't. That's fantastic. Yes, exactly. The ability to say no. If you really don't want to go to something, just say no. Yeah, you absolutely don't have to do it. And I think there's so much power in that. Yeah, great one, Kate. That's awesome. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about specifically, I know it's coming up for me. You know, it's my second Christmas without my my dad. And he was my always my focus around Christmas. Like we had to always go to wherever he was for Christmas. So I'm feeling that void and I'm starting to already feel a bit sad. And so I'm just trying to honor that sadness and just accept it. That that's there. Um, how, you know, what would you say to people that are going through grief coming up to Christmas or their missing loved ones? Well, just very much to normalize it, that it's completely normal to, to miss the people that we are grieving for or that we've lost in whatever capacity that is. And that's obviously somebody that we love passing away but that might also even be a relationship ending or just just something changing so I think it's just be very gentle on yourself and find a way that suits you to honor that person so and it doesn't have to be about you know drinking to to numb things out but finding ways that you can really honor somebody and certainly for me that won't honoring my auntie jude for instance that that doesn't mean getting getting off my dial and and not being present so just just feeling it and and just doing things that i love being around people that i love Mm. and just just recognizing that it will be difficult yeah i think um one thing that we're going to do is like my dad loved this billy tea from the casamain tea dispensary which is my friend lisa's shop so full plug there but um he loved the billy tea it's a sort of smoky kind of tea and so i'm going to make sure i have a cup of billy tea on that morning and just take some time to have a chat with him really before yeah, yeah. special it's so lovely yeah. isn't it so yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's fantastic. Okay, thank you Can so much. I just much. quickly say just the mm-hmm. just the importance as well when you when you're going out to something when you when you do, you know, you have your plan, you get home, you've got your treat, whatever it might be, and then the next day, get up super early and just totally revel in the gratitude of your hangover-free spend time in that moment of because potentially. The evening before or the day before you may have been thinking that you're missing out or there's that question in your mind whether or not you're missing out on something but the next day you will definitely be grateful and just remember that moment time and time again yeah absolutely that's great that's so fantastic yeah up the gratitude and just be so proud of yourself it's mm-hmm. it really is a time to really really get proud of yourself you know, and it's, it's such a great thing to, to celebrate, you know, this journey that you're on and this sobriety and how you're showing up for yourself is amazing. Um, thank you, Kate. I'm going to head over to Miss Margaret. Hi, Danny. How are and you? Hi, everyone listening. Yeah, I'm really well. How are you? So great. I think my, t- my technique for Christmas period is probably an acronym, which is the HALT. And uh, so the H is for hungry, A is for angry, L is for lonely, and T is for tiredness. So to 
to bring that all together, when you're feeling maybe somewhat a bit anxious about going out, maybe want to sit with your feelings and recognise, you know, really do you need to eat something before you're going out or do you need to take some snacks in case the food's three or four hours late because everyone is half cut? Um, you know, you're angry with, you know, what's going on there, you know, families fighting or even if you're out at work functions and, mm. you know, everyone drags up about what's happened throughout the year and all those sort of office issues yeah. and loneliness as well. So Christmas can always be a time where people are disconnected from their family and friends. So if yeah. you you haven't got family to share it with, reach out to your friends and, you know, if you don't get an invite, maybe invite yourself because no one's going to say no to you. Everyone wants mm. people to be happy and, and mm. connection is what we've all, I think, learnt throughout this journey is one of the most important things to, you know, keep up and, and be present on the day, be present with yourself. And the mm. other one is tea for tiredness. So, you know, do yourself some favours. If you're tired, don't go out you know, or have a nap before you go out. And or do yoga nidra. Or do the yoga nidra. So your friend, Mark Purser, who's got some fantastic yoga nidras on Insight Timer, which is a uh, fantastic free app. Um, yeah, I, you know, I do all that a lot of the time. I always sort of try and sit and think, you know, how am I feeling before I go out? Yeah, and, absolutely. That's such solid advice. And, yep. Yoga Nidra. <laughs> Yoga Nidra. <laughs> it's my solution to everything in life, but I, absolutely, especially if you're tired or you're feeling anxious or any of that stuff. But what, what I really want to just pull back on what you said earlier, Margaret, just before about the loneliness. Like so many people, yeah, so it can be a very triggering yeah. time if you're lonely. Fights with, you know, you know, the opposite families, the in-laws, and, you know, you're not going to get on with everyone at every gathering mm -hmm. so do yourself a favor and steer away from those awkward conversations mm -hmm. you know you don't need to hang around and get involved everyone's been talking about other people's dramas you don't need to take that energy on either mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know that's really important and the last thing I probably wanted to say is leave on a positive note don't wait until mm -hmm. the drama starts to unfold you know if you need to go just go you know yeah. you, Sarah said earlier no one's going to probably notice uh, when people yeah. are walking out the door, but people notice the last one standing there, you know, yeah. or falling around and carrying on. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? That is so true. Yeah. They don't notice so much if you go, but they'll everyone will be talking about it if you're making a dick out of yourself, that's for sure. That's yeah, right. absolutely. And I love what you said too. If you are worried that you're going to be lonely, just reach out. There's, you know, even there's community groups as well out there for people. You know, I think the Red Cross and the Salvos and there's there's community groups as well if you are feeling lonely because it's a tough one. Yeah. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Okay, and so Naomi next. Yeah, hi, Danny and everyone. Yeah, so this year for Christmas Day, it will be my first sober Christmas in a very long time. No, no. Um, and my kids actually won't be with me, so they'll be with their dad because we take it in turns. So yeah, in Christmas past, when they haven't been with me, I've, you know, hit the bottle big time. But I've got a couple of plans. So I'm basically going to self-care the shit out of the day. So I'm yes. going to take myself for a walk early in the morning and then pack a nice little picnic lunch and maybe get an, 
alcohol-free beer or sparkling or something and go over to the beach, spend a few hours there and, um, yeah, just come home and watch a couple of movies or just, yeah, really, really just going to take it easy. I had considered, you know, joining up with some friends and their families, but they'll all be drinking. So I thought that's not a good idea. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm just going to, you know, do my own thing. And, yeah, I just thought as well that my other plan is really to be sort of both looking back and looking forward. So just remembering past Christmases where I've been very, very drunk and been very sick the next day and totally full of regret. So just thinking about especially last Christmas was pretty bad. Um, And just looking forward to, you know, keeping my eye on the prize as such because my one year soberversary is January 15th, I believe. So, so by Christmas, I'm going to be so close to it. There's absolutely no way in hell I'm going mm. back to, you know, day zero at that point. So, yeah, just really, yeah, like like some people have said already, just really remembering my why and remembering, yeah. you know, bringing, dredging up some of the horrible past to remind me of my why. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Um, It's a big one for people that are experiencing Christmas without their kids or even the morning without their kids. And it came up in our current challenge group call before this call. And one of the group, Mez, she shared that when she first went through, like the first two times she didn't have her kids, she got absolutely smashed drunk. And then she decided after that, that's it, I'm going to do this. And so she did what you said, Naomi, she self-cared the shit out of it. Um, and she just, yeah, the same thing, just cared for herself. She tended to herself that day. She, she, I think she went and got a massage. I mean, that might not be possible on Christmas day, but, you know, just did really beautiful things for herself and made herself feel so good that now she actually enjoys a bit of time to herself sometimes without the kids. And I know Christmas Day is a totally different kettle of fish, but I love that you're just making it about you and it's a celebration of you and the things that you love doing and making yourself a beautiful picnic. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. What a great thing to do. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'll you. definitely be, yeah, checking in with, with the group as well and sort of yeah. reaching out as I'm sure others will if we're finding it a bit tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be really helpful. Absolutely. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And Brett just wanted to add something. I was just thinking about that. People that perhaps might be a bit lonely and things like that could always Mm. try and give back to others. So some community food drives or something like that, Christmas hampers, something like that. Oh, that's brilliant. um, You know, just to take yourself away from yourself and give to others, I guess, to, you know, to those a lot less fortunate. um, Yeah. Is something really could, you know, take you out of your comfort zone a little bit too maybe, but just really keep yourself busy on that Christmas day or, or Boxing Day or whatever it is. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, doing service, mm. being of service to others, that's absolutely awesome. And if you don't, you know, if you can't get down to a local community group, it might just be offering to make lunch for someone or invite someone over mm. that you might be thinking, yeah, that's fantastic. That's cool. awesome. Thanks. Yep, be of service, people. I think that's fantastic and it's going to make you feel good and someone else feel good. Now, and so I've, still, I've got a couple more people to go. Um, Claire, what bits of advice have you got? Gorgeous, hey, Claire. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, so 
It's it's a funny one, Christmas. Anyone who's in any time in London over Christmas knows it. You know the vibe and the dynamic just goes absolutely nuts between sort of mid November and everyone skids over the line on the first of January, feeling sick and disgusted with themselves. <laughs> and that was that was my life for a really long time. Um, and it's not anymore. And it's it's been such an interesting time. I mean, last year was my first sober Christmas. And I think I was still slightly white knuckling it. You know, I was putting all my energy into overthinking it all, working out what my boundaries were. I was still explaining to people that, you know, I don't drink and why that was and trying to own it. Um, and that was hard. It was hard, but I'm glad I did it. And this year, most people know, so it's not a, it's not a thing anymore. You know, nobody's questioning it because mm -hmm. I've, I've I've been sober for for so long now. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a shift this year inside me where I'm not thinking about not doing it because I'm not going to do it, and I've started to realise why I was doing it in the first place. Yes. And it's been really enlightening. You know, mm -hmm. it's like. Even with my family, I think, you know, I've got a very small family and we're all quite introverted and we spend most of our year in our separate little caves and then suddenly we're all in the uh -huh. same house together for like three nights and it's like, oh shit, how are we going to deal with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I think I've realised I'm, I'm the sort of person who takes on everybody else's feelings and thinks I can fix them. So if anyone's feeling slightly awkward or if anyone's feeling slightly judged, I'll jump in or I would have jumped in there and tried to, you know, lighten the mood and bring the razzle dazzle and over talk. And, you know, it was probably quite annoying for everyone, to be honest. And it was exhausting for me. And it would be those moments that I would, you know, afterwards just hit the bottle really hard. Um so it's been really interesting to understand that what I was probably doing was trying to avoid feeling awkward. Yeah. And I don't have to. I can just sit in those moments now and witness the awkwardness and stay with whoever's feeling a bit tricky because Christmas is quite tricky a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And like yeah. you say, if you're a family of introverts or you're an introvert, it can be so draining you know, mm. and, and awkward and all those things. It's like, especially if you've got a few family members that are a bit on the spectrum too, <laughs> that you're yes. trying to kind of make up for that. And it, it can yeah. be just so draining. So it's good to just be okay with that. Yeah. 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 So hopefully this year I'll be able to, you know, it's less about educating people on what I do and don't do anymore and just about being with them whoever they are not trying to change them not trying to change me and just because then you get to the real human underneath whatever they're masking and then you get a proper connection and that's actually a really beautiful thing so I'm starting to find that all my relationships are getting to a different level because Oof. I'm changing not because they're changing <laughs> oh my god standing ovation I'm not getting out of my seat but that's incredible yeah that is amazing yeah well done Claire that is so beautiful thank you so much for sharing that well thank you to you and your course and this group because it's you guys that have got me here <laughs> <laughs> you you've got you here 
but it's been great to watch, that's for sure. Um, that's just incredible. So, yeah, I, I guess the main takeaway from that is just, you know, don't have to kind of educate people on why you're changing, but just be okay with your changes. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, less about educating people on what you're up to and just being, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. That's gorgeous. And um, Kelly. What you got for us? So my, I'm going to my brothers for Christmas, and they they all know I'm sober, but they play this fun game of replacing my alcohol free beers with real beers to see if I'll notice. Oh, so, just like what Sarah was talking about. Yeah. Um, I know I'll be triggered at Christmas because I always am. So my plan is to utilize upstairs and just go up and do yoga nidra, or have a bath, or lay on the shakti mat, or meditate, or whatever. Um, I figure they'll be drunk enough that they won't notice that I keep leaving for half an hour um, and to keep doing that for as long as possible so I can stay and participate in the day for as long as I can. Um, I'm also going to take some games so there's something to do rather than just talk to drunk people all afternoon. Yes, brilliant. Um, I'm going to drive to and from and then and that's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive so that I can wake up on the beach the next day when I come home. Uh, I'm going to have a safety bag of chips that I'm allowed to binge eat because it's Christmas. Yes. <laughs> uh, just a list of phone calls that I can make to the grads group in the afternoon when it's feeling shitty, I think, is my yeah. plan. Yeah, so draw on your connections as well. That's so amazing. I think that's such a solid plan. I think all these plans are super solid. Does anyone want to add anything? Yep. Julie? Uh I just wanted to say probably um, I, my Christmas is always very different because Christmas Day, I don't have to do anything Christmas Day and I haven't had alcohol to drink at my family of origins celebrations, which are usually some time around the end of the year for a long time. For two Christmases in a row, my family who I spend Christmas Eve with will know that I will be not drinking and they will be safe and it's not the first Christmases um, where I won't be drinking, but two in a row, and they know I'll be, they'll be safe. I'll be safe, and we'll have fun. We always mm-hmm. have fun, so I don't have a lot of the pressure that a lot of other people do, and I really feel for them because it's there's so much pressure put on people around that day, and then the Boxing Day or whatever. You've got to go to you know five different places to mm-hmm. satisfy everybody's. Um, you know, desires to see you or whatever it is but I yeah two in a row and I think that's good and yeah. it'll just be the first two of many in a row mm-hmm. that's so good and just I think that's a great thing to point out too that if if you have had it like a, a really serious drinking problem that people around you can feel safe and that makes you feel safe and then you know there's something beautiful in just that knowledge that no, you you don't have to worry, you know. That's beautiful. And what a beautiful way to show up for yourself and for your family. It's amazing. Thank you. Look, in in closing, too, one thing that Colleen has just said here in the chat is that it's a great opportunity to strengthen our sobriety muscle. We can do hard things and we get stronger each time we do. Absolutely, hundred percent, Colleen. Yes, we're given the strong arm here. Hundred percent. You know, it is a great opportunity to strengthen 
our sobriety and our emotional muscles. Every time we show up and we get through this hard stuff, it gets easier each time. And just like uh, Claire said that, you know, last year was very different to how it's looking this year and it does get easier and easier. Um, it's it's incredible. And you won't eventually get to a point where you don't even think about it. It's just, you just show up, you just be yourself. You eat a few extra potatoes perhaps with a little bit more gravy than what you might've done in the past, but that's okay. Eat the gravy, eat the potatoes, eat the trifle, <laughs> do all the stuff, just enjoy yourself and stay connected. And it's amazing. Um, Shell has just added here as well. This year, I'm also doing an affirmation advent calendar where I've placed an affirmation or a quote or a saying in my in my phone calendar so it pops up each morning as a reminder each day in December. That's incredible. Shell, you should start a, a Christmas uh, a holidays program. <laughs> These are all such brilliant suggestions. I love it. Um, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, you guys, the grads, for showing up tonight and just sharing these ideas. And Lyndall, you got a few more things to add? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was just a couple of grads that couldn't join on the call tonight. So they had a couple of good tips as well. Tracy was actually on the call earlier, but she had to leave. She's saying, um, be really strong in your mindset and your resolve and just understand that you might feel uncomfortable and that's okay. Um, and uh, just to not take it too seriously and, you know, give yourself a big, um, give yourself a break and, and, and laugh at it if you are feeling a bit uncomfortable. Um, she's also said if uh, you're going to be around people who don't know that you're not drinking, just make sure you know what your aunt ask you if you want to drink. She's also mentioned as well, which we sort of talked about before, you know, for anyone who doesn't have their kids, maybe thinking about doing some volunteer work at a homeless shelter or nursing home or something going to do service so that you, you're not thinking about not having kids. And she's also suggested maybe um, don't offer to host Christmas at your home so that you can leave. You know, you have um, an exit strategy there if you need. Also from one of the other uh, grads, she said, uh, focus on the many cringeworthy incidences that uh, that you've had at past Christmases in order to play the tape forward. Glass of champagne with lunch on Christmas Day might sound like a fun idea, but just remember what that looked like last year perhaps. Um, or the year before or whenever it was. And another grad has said, don't go too hard on yourself and put yourself first. Just remember mm. this has got to be about you. And a couple of other things I wanted to add really quick. If you're doing, if you're going to, you know, if you're going out to venues, restaurants or wherever, for work Christmas parties or, you know, catch-ups with friends or whatever, it's a good idea to call ahead to the restaurant or to the venue to see if they have any alcohol-free options or to ask if you can take your own if they don't. Also suggesting it may not always, it won't be appropriate for everyone, but, you know, if you work at having Christmas parties that are based around alcohol, perhaps suggesting to them, and, it, and this, yeah, it depends on where you work, this may or may not be appropriate, but suggesting to your boss or to people that you work with about perhaps doing something that doesn't involve alcohol. Um, one of the grads that was on last week, she works in HR and she said your HR manager or anyone who works in HR is normally a good person to speak to because those guys hate dealing with the fallout of drunken Christmas parties. Um, so, yeah, perhaps just, you know, talking to them about things that you could possibly do that don't necessarily involve alcohol. One of the people that I've 
been coaching for a long time, just one-on-one, he runs a business and he normally goes to a big boozy place. And they were originally going, this is last Christmas, going to go to a brewery, but he was feeling a bit off about it. He was just like, no, I don't feel great about it. So he ended up changing the whole, the whole day and they ended up doing, they ended up going go-karting. So he took all of his staff go-karting. And I think then they went out for Japanese, although they did something completely different and it was totally different. Like, and he really enjoyed it, felt really connected and it wasn't a big shit show. Like it, it, they may have been in the past. So yeah, it's great. Do something different. And have fun to go go go-karting. I know, do something different. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Um, And just the last couple of really quick things. AA meetings always run on Christmas Day. So if you're really at a loose end and you get stuck and you, you know, you're feeling triggered or whatever, there's always community there in an AA meeting. Just um, look up the look up online all the meetings are listed online and also just have a list of people to call I think um Kelly just mentioned it then and Shell also also talked earlier about having a like an accountability buddy but just have some people to call you know anyone anyone who is in recovery will always you know more often than not be happy to speak to other people in recovery so if you're really struggling on Christmas day or any other day for that matter um, just have people to call and make sure you do call. Pick up the phone before you pick up a drink. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much, Lindell. So thank you to everyone, all you amazing grads. You're all bloody beautiful humans. I, you know, just love you all. And, you know, just remember this conversation. Like think about Matt who's just gone and done a weekend away with his the golf trip away for the weekend. I mean, that was massive or Naomi who's going to celebrate herself on Christmas day and, you know, changing that perspective. Think about Claire who last year was pretty tough, but now this year it's a whole new perspective and a whole new way of doing it and showing up for herself or everyone who's doing things differently. All these suggestions, these people, you know, these amazing brave humans are showing up and doing things differently for themselves and for their families and it's just a, a new way of being. Get excited about it. Challenge yourself. Be the be the odd one out if you have to. And and remember that this is for yourself. Play the tape forward. Think about the person you want to be this Christmas and just make a plan. Okay, this is how I want to be. This is how I'm going to do it. These are the steps I'm going to take to show up and be the person that I want to be this Christmas. Not that anyone else wants me to be or anyone else expects me to be this is what I want for myself and I'm going to do it different and it's not going to be a shit show this year. (laughs) You can do it. All these amazing humans can do it. Everyone listening can do it too. So please share on the Instagram as well your your ideas that you might have. Amazing. Thank you all, the How I Quit Alcohol grads group, for showing up tonight and sharing your insights. It's going to be a huge help for people. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.